Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It is my great pleasure to uh, spend a little time walking down memory lane with two of my favorite people (laughs) in the world, Rick May and Ron Hall. And um, guys, how many years ago was it we did the morning show at WACO? Oh Anybody my. remember? I'm going to defer to Rick. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was a long time. I don't even remember. Uh, it, it was a long time ago. Well, I did did TV for 25 years, and that yeah. was prior has, to that. Has it been that long? Yeah, and then I've been retired now for two years, so make that 27. So it had to have been 30, 40 years yeah. ago. But I've known you guys longer. I met you, Ron, when I was 15 years old. So that was a ways back. Is that when you were a, a receptionist? I answered the telephone at KWTX. It was right. my first job as a teenager. Yes. Frank Fallon hired me to answer the phone mm. in the evening after school. Yeah. And uh, that you were the dashing local <laughs> news anchor for Channel 10. Well, I, I came in 64, 1964 to Waco. And when I was being interviewed, um, I wasn't real sure I wanted the job, frankly. I, w- really? I came from Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the time, and I won't go into all this, but uh, I was out of a job. And um, it happens in the broadcasting industry, you know. <laughs> yeah, so it does. I had come down <laughs> to visit my old friend, uh, you may remember him, Carl Riley. You remember Carl? He was a, a DJ and did some news. We, uh-huh. we did a lot of the I knew some both. Carls, but I don't remember a Carl Riley. Carl Riley. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he, he used to work at uh, uh, in Fort Worth at KXOL yeah. Radio, and uh, I, he had moved down here for some reason. I, I was down just driving around in my 59 Mercury convertible <laughs> at the time. And uh, on the way to New Orleans. And um, so I stopped, visited uh, with Carl. And um, he said, hey, there's a news anchor, well, a news job mm-hmm. available. And you might want to talk to uh, the um, news director. I said, me work in Waco, Texas? You got to be kidding. That's, yeah, from the Dallas market, maybe. Step down. Yeah, right. Well, I, well, I never w- worked in the Dallas market, just oh. in, in Fort Worth. Oh, I'm sorry. But, I which yeah, which is Worth, yeah. similar. Yeah, the Metroplex. 30 yeah. miles. The Metroplex, yeah. yes. But anyway, um, Carl is no longer with us, and uh, uh, but I interviewed him. So who was the news director at Channel 10? Do you remember? <laughs> ben Vaughn. Okay. Do you remember Ben? I think I know that name, yeah. I officiated at his funeral. Oh. 
and it, it was a sad thing. Grace sure. Vaughn, do you remember her? Mm-hmm. She she was the news secretary. Ben, the news director, married her, and uh, they mm-hmm. quit, moved to Dallas, and he did some um, documentaries, I guess, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Did quite well. Uh, I'm and, sure that uh, was before I started so, uh, working during the One 70s. other thing. Let me tell this quick story. Sure. Okay. Rick and... Um, but the re- one of the reasons that d- I decided I did want to go to work at, uh, at uh, KWTX was uh, when I was there during the day, this big hulk of a figure walked into the front door and almost had, I, I wasn't working there at the time, almost had to turn sideways to get in, and it was Clint Walker. Oh my goodness! The, uh, the actor. The actor. Yeah. And he was huge. He was here to do the uh, fair. Okay. Uh, be one of the stars or the star. So it was in October. Fair. And I said, <laughs> "Well, you know, I can get to meet a lot of famous people there here." There you go. So uh, I yeah. cha- changed my mind, and the rest is history. Of course, the studios were there right across the street from the Heart of Texas That's Fairground. Right. Now yeah. it's uh, Oak Crest Funeral Home, which I always thought there might be. S- Something in this. <laughs> right. But, yeah, but now it's been a funeral home now for many, many years after Channel 10 built their new place out on Loop 340. As long as you mention that, I um, plan to leave through Oak Crest Funeral Home. The, the building brought me to Waco, <laughs> the same building I will be leaving. If, if that's well, some news. Long, <laughs> long, long time. Long, let's wait a long time. Rick, so tell me about you. Now, you are a Texan as well, yes? Yeah. Um, well, actually, I was born in Kansas, Junction City, Kansas, but then uh, adopted and uh, brought to a small town outside of Lubbock, and I got started uh, radio in Lubbock and came to Waco in 1978. And okay. that's, that's where I met the first person I ever met in Waco was Jim Miller. Oh. Yeah, and uh, Mr. Mila, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. we became lifelong friends. Like yeah. Ron and I, and you and I, yeah. um, Jim was a, a special friend. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Jim, Jim is the one reason that I left KWTX to go to WACO in radio to begin a news career. He mm-hmm. hired me as I was still I was a Baylor student, but I was wanting to learn about news and news reporting. And he gave me that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Lo- love Jim Miller. And, of course, being actually working in radio on the air there at WACO, um, so much fun. I mean, it was just fun, wasn't yeah. it? We just laughed and yeah. carried on. Now, you came to radio later. You you had a very long television career. Well, we did both in the early days. Yeah, well, that's true. KWTX, AM and FM, AM and, and FM TV, and TV. Right. Yeah, we we did all three of them. And matter of fact, many times I would get off the air in television and walk just a few feet and do a radio yep. uh, newscast. Yep. So. Well, it's I, uh, it's uh, not, I like that actually. It was uh, fun to go from one to the other. And not work in just one TV or radio. My first on-the-air job was there at KWTX. Uh, The TX FM, the FM station signed on the air. And about a year into that, it was beautiful music, the golden sound. Oh, yeah. And uh, I I was put on the air as one of the 
very very inexpensive part time help that they hired <laughs> that they hired to uh, sort of man man the the board. We would play Monavani, Percy Fay. Yes. We were allowed to play two vocals an hour, one a half hour. We did time and temperature, and then headlines on the half hour. So I was beginning to you know learn how to read on the air to be on the air, and uh, yeah. Those were those are really special the, uh, special days. Getting the job at WACO for me, it, most people, when they're looking for a job from another area, you send out a tape, right, of your show, and and the program director or general managers can listen and see if they want to hire you or not. That didn't happen in my case. I had one, mm-hmm. uh, and I. I gave it to, at that time, the general manager was Robert Weathers. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said, I'll tell you what, why don't you just go back there and get on there and show me what you can do. Oh. <laughs> ah, that's right. That, that's Trial Robert. by fire. <laughs> Trial by fire. Well, so I went back there, and uh, I'm still here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, of course, uh, WACO, the studios were there on Loop 340, mm-hmm. and still, you know, it's a conglomeration of a bunch of different radio stations uh, now. But it was originally supposed to be... Uh, Channel, Channel 25. 25. Yeah. It had the name on the front. And the name was on the front of the building. And of course, that did not end up happening. Didn't happen. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was kind of working at 25, even years and years <laughs> before I actually went to went to work at the TV station. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, you know, when you look back on, on those radio days, um, for me, it's the people. It's the Jim Millers and, you know, the well, Zach and Jim, even, mm-hmm. you know, in the yes. more recent years, as yeah. in like 25 years ago. But we're talking way further back. Um, Robert Weathers, of course, was an interesting character. And yep. uh, I mentioned the funeral. I sang at his funeral. And then oh, yes. and then just not too long ago at his at his widow's funeral. Sang at Helen's funeral. Yes, she died recently, mm-hmm. didn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. You know, we. I, I I don't know. Do you do you look back and think I wish I could have, at all in your career? Wish I could have what? Done did something. You, you know what? Do you have any? Oh, wait till you get my age, Anne, and you <laughs> <laughs> you you will say that so many times, so many times. I I um have so many regrets of things I didn't do and some of the things I did do. You know, you have to regret. I opened my mouth when I should have kept it closed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we, you know, we were talking about how, you know, podcasting is a whole new animal. Yes. And uh, very freewheeling. It's very freeing. And, you know, the rules that we used to live by on broadcast, uh, radio and television, don't, necessarily apply of course for me personally no no profanity things like that you know Mm. that's just part of who i am you mean some podcasts they don't restrict profanity oh no No. apparently not oh my goodness (laughs) well it's not part of my genre i guess i I mean there were words you could say that you would be fired immediately (laughs) Uh, off the air um we talked you know you mentioned Clint Walker, you know, right, really big time. I'm, I'm folks. trying to think of what his name was on on the air. Cheyenne, wasn't it? Yeah, Cheyenne, he was, uh, yeah, Cheyenne Bodie. Yes, Cheyenne. But so, so, who are some of the special folks that you've had the opportunity 
to interview. Oh, I, I, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I've been trying to think of some. Um, uh, my favorite was uh, John Wayne. Really? Of course. Yeah, I got to meet John. Did you Actually, really? they brought a lot of newspeople to Arlington, Texas, to a motel. We got to stay there a couple of days, a couple of nights, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, got to interview John. And uh, such a delightful, friendly, helpful person. Uh, is, he, is he huge? Is he big? You know, sometimes celebrities and movie stars, they're kind of little in real he, life, he was, you know. He was big. Okay, he so was he, tall. Was, he was a big guy. And, and, and since you brought it up, I will... Mentioned one of the things I noticed about him. I don't know. Should I tell tell this? Yeah. Go ahead. What the heck? Uh, It's a podcast. He he had (laughs) boots on, of course. Oh yeah. But he had the smallest feet. Really? I've always been um, agog at uh, John Wayne's feet. uh. Tiny feet. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, he was um, a giant of a man. Sure. And one of the questions I remember I asked him in the interview was, did you ever get hurt during all these rollicking fights? Oh, yeah. And, of course, he said, well, you know, it really wasn't that uh, (laughs) rugged. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he had stand-ins and stunt guys. That's right. He did mention that. He had (laughs) stand-ins. They got to protect him, (laughs) make sure no. Oh, absolutely. He said, I did get hit a couple of times, but... Uh, it wasn't serious. <laughs> well, Rick, what about you? I mean, I know in, in country radio, you work. Uh, you know, one of the for... ones that I remember, uh, two of them, uh, one was Clayton Moore, the Lone Ranger. The Lone oh, Ranger, really? yes. Yeah. yeah, he was really? in town, I think, for the rodeo. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I and I got I remember to interview that. him, and uh, he was very nice, and he kind of put me on the spot. I was you know, trying to go through, you know, how did the Lone Ranger become the Lone Ranger? And he said, well, you tell me. And so I, oh, hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I did I did have it pretty close to right. Yeah, though. And, yeah. Uh, but but that, was, that was a lot of fun. And then the other one um, was Wolfman Jack. Uh, oh. He came through Waco, and he stopped into the radio station, and he got on the air with me, and I did an interview with him. In fact, um, we were playing country music back then, and Tammy Wynette had just come out with a new record that mentioned Wolfman Jack in it, and he had not heard it. He hadn't heard it. He had not really? heard that record. Yeah. Uh, it was called, I'd Like to See Jesus on the Midnight Special. Uh, and then the next line was, <laughs> I want to see the Wolfman bring him on. Uh, and, and so that was a... He got a good reaction, got, I guess. Yeah, oh, he loved it. He loved it. That, that was, that was <laughs> That's really a special great. because uh, I... I went to school out in Los Angeles, and I would listen to uh, Wolfman Jack six o'clock every night. Yeah, love oh. hearing his show. Mm-hmm. So it was a special thing for me oh, to get yeah. to interview him all those years later. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you thinking about the studios there at WACO. My first time to walk in the door, I was a Smile Girl. Dub King. Oh, yeah. Had the Heart of Texas Smile oh, Girls, oh, I and I was Dub. a junior yeah. in high school. This was. This was before I, I think I started working as a receptionist. No, I guess I, no, I was working as a receptionist at KWTX at the time. But I, I thought, well, I'm going to audition for this, you know, try out to be a smile girl. And I, 
and I was selected. And so they took us to WACO for an interview, and Wayne Claiborne oh, yeah. was the newsman there. And he asked me, little girl, what would you like to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to have a show like Marvel Russell's. Oh, and Marvel wow. Russell on KWTX had a had an afternoon like cooking and interview type show. And about 50 years later, I started Central Texas Living at oh. K- KXXV. And I thought, my dream finally yeah. came true. We didn't do much. We did a little cooking sort of kind of, but yeah, it was. It ended up being a, the, the kind of show that that she had interviews and talking to folks. And so it's been since not doing that anymore to have this podcast so we can reminisce and talk about fun things. When did you know that you wanted to be on the radio or on television? Well, that's a good good question. Um, You know, there weren't a lot of women in broadcasting. I mean, Barbara Walters, you know, on the Today Show, and that was – Locally, I didn't even know of other than Marvel Russell doing a TV show that um, you know to to emulate. So it was really uh, Frank Fallon taking a leap of faith to put me on the air because there there really weren't even high school girls oh, radio <laughs> that were DJs. doing doing ra- radio work. So yeah, yeah and I and uh, I was so nervous. Oh, and the then the other thing that he had me do, the first person I ever interviewed and I told Andrew Gomez on his podcast, we were talking about this very thing. And I said the very first interview I ever did was with Art Linkletter. Oh wow. Frank sent me to Baylor University because Mr. Linkletter was at Baylor to make an appearance with a cassette recorder. Remember the you put the, mm-hmm. And I I interviewed him, and, of course, Frank was coaching me how uh, to do an interview, and I was scared out of my mind, uh, and I was, Mr. Linkletter. <laughs> and, and, of course, he had a national TV show, I think, on CBS, and Kids Say the Darndest Things, the yeah. book. He read. So he was wonderful with a child. Oh, yeah. and, and it was, I have no idea what ever happened to that little cassette interview I did with her. It would be kind of funny to listen to now. And I'm sure he never put it on the air, but oh. <laughs> anyway, anyway. I, I was just going to say that reminded me of another celebrity that I interviewed, um, Paul Harvey. Oh, yeah. He came to Waco. Wow. And I he got was to my hero for interview sure. him. And one of my questions was, how come you're not on TV, Paul? He said, well, when am I... Um, when TV was coming in, my hair was going out. <laughs> <laughs> it is a visual medium. <laughs> well, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and uh, visit a little bit more. I want to hear more about uh, Rick's long career with the Baylor Lady Bears. Oh, yes, so yes. we'll talk about that when we come back. Stay with us. <laughs> And we're back with Rick May and Ron Hall, two of my former colleagues at WACO AM. Of course, our precious Frank Fallon and uh, Jim Miller that rounded out that morning crew, and uh, they've gone on to their heavenly reward. Um, but Frank, of course, he was my daddy in the broadcast business, and he was the voice 
of the Baylor Bears. Yeah. But, Rick, you were the voice of the Lady Bears for a long time. Yeah, 22 20, years. 22, 22 years. Yeah. You and the wonderful Lori Fogelman. Lori right. Scott was her Lori Scott name. was on the radio. Yeah, she and, of course, she also worked at Television. Channel 10 and uh, is still doing a wonderful work at Baylor as their yeah. media. Yes. Mm-hmm. As their media person. And um, I'm sure she's got a fancier title than that. But as a reporter... I call Lori. If I need yeah, to talk to somebody at Baylor, you kind of go go through Lori's office. Um, I, and I know she was a delight to work next to oh, for all yeah, those years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I called her, her my radio wife. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, yeah, I had a TV husband, too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we worked together for so long. It was, it was you know, it was just we could play off of each other, and it just seemed natural. And, uh, you know, I'd. If she wasn't going to be there, I didn't want to be there. And uh, in 2018, uh, we decided that that would be the final year that we would do that. Really? Yeah. So, uh, well, the traveling is, yeah, it's not easy. No, it's not. Uh, and I mean, it's kind of telescoped into a certain part of the year. Right. But it's, for about six months. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah it is. It's yeah. a lot of travel. And, uh, you know, I loved it. Every minute of it, sure. But the travel kind of got a little old after a while, mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of got harder to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as you know, Ron. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so we bowed out in uh, 2018, and uh, one year later, they win a national championship again, oh, yeah. which we weren't a part of. Uh, but it was a it was a great ride, and I loved it. Well, of course, of the first one was in 05. Yes. Right. So, what was that like? I mean, I remember being on the air on the TV station yeah. and, you know, with all the celebration and all that. But for you guys to have lived through the whole season and the, the players, and you get to know them so well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, they become like your daughters. Sure. Uh, and uh, travel with them, eat with them, you know. You just uh, It's like being in a family, and, and it is a family. But in, in 2005, we started off uh, the NCAA tournament in Seattle. And, you know, I knew we were pretty good. Yeah. Um, and another television anchor was there doing doing the TV portion of that broadcast. And uh, she said that she thought that Baylor could probably win it all. And I really? opened my eyes and I said, well, maybe we really can. Yeah, um, yeah sometimes you're a little too close to the Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. And, uh, you know, and I had seen we weren't a number one seed then. Right, but we beat three number one seeds on the way to uh, to the national championship. Right, and uh, and got a little uh, revenge on LSU, who had beat us the very first game of the season down in mm-hmm. Austin, in a, a tournament tip off tournament for the start of the year, and we got a little revenge on them, and then uh, beat Michigan State for the national championship, and it was just surreal. Mm. Big stadium uh, in Indianapolis, yeah. and you know, thirty five, thirty six thousand people there. Uh, it was just a, a a really really good time, and to come away with the national championship was really special. Yeah, I mean Bruce Geetson was uh, there. Yeah, reporting, and we did a live shot. I was back at the station, and of course, then he filled in uh, your spot yeah. then uh, for a couple of years after you guys retired. Yeah, Bruce, great guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't say I can't say enough about how much I adored him as my co-anchor for thirteen years. Uh, we worked side by side, and and it and it is when you have a partnership like that where you just know what 
they're going to do. And mm-hmm. we never completed each other's sentences. That was, we told producers, never, never, ever write copy where I'm finishing his sentence. But but you do kind of get into a rhythm and you know, you know, what, and particularly when this breaking news and um, major stories like the West explosion and yeah. and the Nadal Hassan shooting when you're yeah. on the air literally for hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours and there's not necessarily a lot of new content. I mean, it's so important to have somebody you just look at like, I got nothing else to say. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, of course, he's a longtime sports guy. Yes. You know. Yeah, he did uh, He did sports down in, in the Houston area. Right. And uh, Yeah, covered the Houston Rockets. Of course, he was with the Houston Rockets yes. when they won a national yes. championship. So he has the big honking rings from yeah. from those yeah. NBA years. You got a big pretty ring or two, right? Yeah, I actually got three. I got got one even though I wasn't doing the broadcast that year. Oh. But, uh, Bruce got one. And I yeah. told him whenever he took over, I said, I sure hope that you get to – call a national championship and see what it's about. And sure enough, he got to. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, you know, sports is such a great training ground uh, for folks. But I always, you know, when I I hear you, you know, play-by-play guys, and, of course, color is what Lori was, you know, adding that, you know, thing that that sort of fills things out. But but you guys have to describe what you're seeing. And some of those names are crazy i mean how much practicing did you have to do for the uh i'll tell you a good frank fallon story yeah and this uh i started off before i was doing the lady bears radio i was doing the pa at the Farrell center yes i think i remember that basketball i did baseball and Mm -hmm. also the football i remember that yeah and uh so we were playing i think it was the men that were playing the lithuanian national team and the names were really something. <laughs> and I, I asked Frank, I said, how do you pronounce this name? Are these names? And he said, I don't know. And I, I said, well, what do I do? He said, well, when in doubt, mumble. Mumble. <laughs> <laughs> did you do a lot of mumble? I did a lot of mumble. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, man, but what a what a prince of a guy. I mean... Frank Fallon, as he was my daddy in the broadcasting business, yeah, and yeah. he he taught me so much about how to conduct myself professionally on the air, um, how to interview. He said, "And it's not about you." Yeah. <laughs> it, it, when yeah. you're when you're interviewing someone, of course, I've kind of talked a lot about me this time, this go around, <laughs> probably more than I should have. But this is this is a fun look back. Yeah, and. Another Frank Fallon story. He did high school football games with me and and Burton Lawless and oh, yeah. some others that, that that sat in with us. But Frank would would sit in with us because he was with the radio station. And mm-hmm. He would go along and and I said, "Hey, this is Frank Fallon. You do the play by play." And he said, "Oh no, Rick, you do it. I'll just be the color." And really? I was I was just wow, you know. And yeah. I always appreciated that because that. Yeah. You know, kind of gave me my chops learning to do yeah, that. Yeah, and uh, and he would he would you know give me some advice here and there, and it was just so special to have that. And then years later, uh, I received the Frank Fallon Award, uh, and that meant a lot to me. Huge to get that. Yeah, yeah, just because of who he was. Well, yeah, absolutely. My first live broadcast 
again, I had just gone to work at KWTX answering the phone. Yeah. <laughs> he had me be his his color <laughs> person for a radio broadcast of the Baylor Homecoming Parade. Mm. And we climbed up on top of a building, which I'm afraid of heights, climbed up on top of a building, and I had, Baylor would send, you know, it's a huge long parade, it's the longest collegiate parade in the world and so forth, and huge stack of all the different, you know, entries, and we're we're on the, like a library bookbinding building down on um, Washington, I think we were on, anyway, it, start, it was right close to where it started, early in the morning, cold, and, and I've got this huge notebook full of, I, I, I don't think I was ever right the whole <laughs> oh, time no. on what we were looking at, yeah. and, and of course, he just, he was so gracious, though, and yeah. so, it kind of, you know, the Art Link letter a, <laughs> for me, just he was gracious with me, but I was scared out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> we had a, a radio show. I think you had already gone to television, maybe maybe not, but uh, it was the Rick, Ron, and Frank show. Rick, Ron, and Frank. Well, yeah. I, that's when I yeah. did news. Yeah, okay. And there um, was kind of Rick, Ron, Frank, and Ann. Ann. And Ann, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Rick, we, Ron, even did a, we even did a little um, TV promo. Remember we did a... Yes. Oh, whatever happened to that? I would love to find, <laughs> find that TV promo. I've got yeah. them somewhere. Yeah. Um, we did we did several of those, and uh, it, was, it was so much fun. I think that was the most... Fun show mm-hmm. that I have ever been a part of right. in my yeah. whole radio career. That we just had so much fun, and I look forward to getting up every day. And yes. Ron and I would sing Happy Trails. Oh, to, oh yeah, to <laughs> close out the show. That's and, right. And, we'd that's right. we'd oh. sing Happy Trails. Well, it was during I know it was during that time we were all working together that the Branch Davidian yes thing mm-hmm. happened, and that end of that first week. Remember, we did a. We just did a call-in show mm-hmm. where folks would call in, and some of the things early in the, of course, it, the raid happened on a Sunday. This was, I think, Friday of that week, and folks were just call- and telling us stuff that they had seen or whatever mm-hmm. and predicting things that happened weeks and weeks later, as you recall. It was yeah. 51 days before the fiery end to, to that Um yeah, that and that for me, I guess as a news broadcaster, that was one of the most surreal times. Absolutely, yeah. we we lived through. We just couldn't couldn't wrap our heads around that whole thing, and then it just got worse with nine eleven. So you know, we've we've had some major stories to report. I wasn't the in the news business when the Branch Davidian uh, story broke, but I was a lector at. St. Louis Catholic Church mm-hmm. on the Sunday that it actually broke. Oh, yeah. And, um, and we were live uh, right. with our church St. Louis, yeah. service. Mm-hmm. And uh, Monsignor Deering was, of course, the priest at that time. And uh, I remember that Father Deering got up and he said, Oh, this news item just handed me from Ron Hall and his Irish bro. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, we have to break away from our church service oh. and, and, and go to the Branch Davidians. Mm. So we broke out of the church service and went live. Went live. Yeah, Channel yeah. 10 went live because you, you were broadcast on 10, wasn't well, it? Well, I did not do the broadcast. No, no, no I, I know. I just informed right. him uh, right. uh, that it was going right. on. But it, it was on, that church service was on 10. Yes, was yes. on 10. 
uh, on Channel Ten at mm-hmm. the time. Uh, yeah, at the time. Yeah, that was that was something else. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It was, and then it was fifty-one long days mm-hmm. of of watching. You know. News departments totally savaged their budgets by sending reporters that lined that country road. You bet. And, uh, yeah, I, I was uh, thinking about the wonderful Tommy Witherspoon, who's just left the newspaper after, I think, 40 years reporting for uh, the Waco Trib to go to Channel 10 to uh, be a news writer. Oh, really? But that, that day I was called by the um, my AP. I was a stringer for AP, and my AP person called me that Sunday. I'd just gotten home from church. He said, and we need to we need to go cover something. I, I said, what? I didn't even know what had happened. Right. I'd been to church. He said, go turn on the TV. So I put it on real quick, and I just saw a little bit of a live broadcast, and there was that video of, of the uh, uh, cop on the roof, you know, and the shooting, the whole, yeah. that video we saw a jillion times. Um, and I said, well, I had three small boys. I said, this country girl does not go where they're shooting. <laughs> goes, oh, no, no, no. We, we just need you to go to the convention center for a press conference. I said, that I will do. Yeah. So I get to the convention center that afternoon before the presser, and um, Tommy walks up to me, and he said, Ann, do you have any Tylenol? <laughs> and I said, Tommy, you look like you could use something stronger than that. <laughs> he said, I've spent 50 minutes lying in a ditch with bullets flying overhead. Oh, so, man. you know, those newspaper reporters were out there. Rod Adelot, of course, was right. out there, a photographer for the trip. His his car was left out there, and it got smashed by a tank 51 days later. Anyway, there, there wow. are some really interesting Branch Davidian stories from the standpoint of those of us reporting it. Well, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, uh, I'm going to ask you some other questions that may just put you on the spot, or maybe not. We'll see. (laughs) Stay with us. All right, and we are back with uh, Ron Hall, Rick May. We all work together at WACO, and... um, I did news, and you guys did the laughing giggle part. I said it's laughing giggle radio, but but I would go after my newscast. I would come in, and we would we just chat about stuff. We would. Uh, I recall during football season, we had we'd predict local football games. Yeah, remember that? Yes. And sometimes I would win, and I would just if it was Frost and Coolidge, I'd. I'd pick Frost because that was stronger than just being cool. I mean, I, yeah. I just, I had no. And I do remember you winning. <laughs> and I knew nothing about football. Yeah. Or the team that was in blue was your favorite color. Yeah, you know. uh, exactly. That's yes, right. Well, I like the colors. But um, we did, had a very serious thing happen while we were all there together working. Got a call early in the morning. Um on weekend, in fact, it was a Saturday, I think, and uh, Jim Miller called me and goes, Ann, you've got to call your doctor. He said, because you've got to get on some medicine because Ron has gotten meningitis. And I went, what? So sure enough, I called my doctor. He gave me this med- medicine, and I took dutifully took it. I know you did too, Rick. But you contracted Meningitis. Bacterial Bacteri- spinal meningitis. This was in 1994. 1994. Uh, I, th- I thought, and the doctors thought, that I had the flu. 
And right. uh, but uh, I was at Brenda's house, as a matter of fact. And Brenda's here in the studio with us, and, and <laughs> she's in the studio. And um, I, she called. Actually, if I may tell the honest story, <laughs> I know the story. She she, she called she, Georgia. She called Georgia, my <laughs> ex-wife, and said, yeah. "And because we had just started dating, I suppose, right, right. and uh, she wanted to know if I had ever acted like this before, because I was." literally out of my head. Right. I, I was um, barely coherent, and uh, she wanted to know what she should do. Right. And, of course, Georgia says, call the ambulance. Yeah, get him to the hospital. Because he has never done that before. Right. So to make a long story short, uh, they came and uh, took me to the Providence uh, emergency room, and there I lay for um, many hours and uh, they, they had to test to find out exactly what you had. They, they didn't know. Yeah. Uh, they thought they, again. They thought I just had the flu. Yeah. But uh, they finally got in touch with my primary physician at at uh, at Scott and White at the mm-hmm. time, Doctor uh, Glenn Couchman, mm-hmm. who's now in administration at Scott and White, and uh, he walked in, took a look at me, and said, "This man has spinal meningitis." Yeah. Everybody. Uh, get out of the room, isolate uh, Ron, and uh, yeah. and they did. And uh, I was uh, incoherent. What was it? Thirteen days. I, I, Eleven. I came up to see you, and you were in ICU, and yes. I went up, and I, I didn't come into the room, but I just looked, and you were literally writhing in the bed. I mean, oh it really? Was, I yeah. don't remember that. Well, no, you didn't know I was there, but but yeah, it it was a serious. Oh, very serious well, thing that you survived. I mean, we were just praying for you to survive, but it did rob your hearing. It did. Uh, they they gave me a thirty percent, I believe it was, chance to survive. Uh, but I fooled them. I did survive. Matter of fact, Father Deering gave last me rights. last rites, yeah. and I teased him later. I said, "No, you only gave me next to last rites," <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, um, it took the hearing totally out of this ear, right. and I only have 20% hearing in this ear. Yeah. I'm wearing a hearing aid here, and uh, with reading your lovely lips, <laughs> I can great. communicate. Well, and you actually went back to radio. You worked at KRZI, right? I did. I did. Went with, back to radio and yeah. continued my radio career. That is, to me, isn't that remarkable? <laughs> But yeah. we all were okay. We took the medicine, right? Did yes, you did. take the shot? Yes. Uh, gamma globulin, I think, is what it was. Is that what it was? That sounds right. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember it It stained your tears bright yellow. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, and we had a, sadly, a close friend passed away. And that next day I was at a funeral and we were wearing white robes. We were singing. Oh, no. And I was trying not to, because, I mean, it was leaving Big yellow. My tears were leaving yellow stain from from that medication I had to take. But yeah, it was uh, it was a scary time for you, and and we were all so grateful that you you came out of it, and you're doing so beautifully with the lip reading. Well, but I remember uh, you saying because it was it was nerve damage that notes on a piano sounded. Strange. I mean, I remember you saying that. Well, I, I used to could sing a little bit, but now all notes sound alike. 
Oh, and, um, that would be so sad. And, and it's an invisible disability, actually, yeah. Yeah. being deaf, which I almost am. But uh, people don't realize how deaf I am, but uh, I, I get by. And, uh, You're doing great. And, and you and do commercials now, right? I, I still do a couple of commercials and uh, just uh, move along as best as I can. But, I'm, I, you know, you never tell your age, but at 85, uh, you, you get where you brag about it more than you <laughs> That's are, right. That's are an ashamed of it. <laughs> and uh, you just keep going the best you can, even though it's a little slower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Rick? You doing any uh, broadcasting, commercials? Any? No, <laughs> really? no, I'm fully 100% retired. Yeah, and happy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, it's it's a good life. It's a great life. Well, it has been so much fun chatting with been. you guys and remembering some of those uh, interesting times we. We lived, but you know, it was it was just fun. Was. I, I do remember when I went to television from radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so different. It was such a big learning mm-hmm. curve, just the vernacular and the you know the buzzwords and you know the trade words and all that kind of stuff. That was a huge learning curve. Um, but I, I just really, it never really was as much fun. Yeah, as we I got had paid for radio. having fun. We did. Yeah, we did. I mean, I had Not and much, I had w- had wonderful <laughs> experiences true. and loved my coworkers and all that. But there's just something about radio that just gets in your blood. Absolutely, <laughs> I I would like to mention one one other cohort. I don't think he was ever on radio with us, but uh, he meant a lot to me. He's no longer with us. Chip Moody. Chip Moody, yes. You he he him. did the he did the weekend local news. Oh, that's right. When, yeah. when you did you were the weeknight, you were the main anchor right. for the local news segment. Right. It was done in segments. You were the local news guy. Bill Herring did the national international news. Of course, Doug Brown was the weatherman. Weather. And um, Chuck Williams. Chuck Williams did, did the sports, sports. Did sports. But on weekends, Chip there were came weekend in. people. And uh, yeah, Chip did the Oh, I remember. Uh, yes, and of course he left and went. Had a wonderful, amazing career in Dallas. But of course he went by way of El Paso, right? And uh, then I think back to Dallas. And did uh, he work in Houston too? I can't remember. I, I seemed like he did because yeah. KHOU and WFAA were kind of you know part right. of that whole Belo thing. So uh, if it was Belo, everywhere he went, he made such an impact. Yeah, yeah. And it's he great guy succumbed to cancer at a. Much too early age. At a very early age. There were some just amazing people. Of course, Doug Brown, one of my favorite people yeah. and in the world. Um, Doug. Well, we could we could go on we and could, on. We, we could. could go on and on, but I do I like to end these little interviews with a sort of a questionnaire the same way that uh, the late James Lipton would for Inside the Actor's Studio. So I'm going to ask you these questions. And um, I'll start with Rick. Um, what is your favorite word? Your favorite word? Grace. Grace. Oh, I like that. Good. We all need it. Yeah? You have Same one? question? Yeah. Do you have a favorite word? Well, I'm going to follow suit with that. Okay. Prayer. Yeah. Okay. I like, I like prayer, and I believe in prayer. Yeah, good, good. Uh, your least favorite word? 
And if it's naughty, so one don't of those, say. One of those seven you can't <laughs> one say. That, one of those seven. <laughs> the seven you can't say on the. Yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> me too. I'm kind of there with you. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, that's right. more than one word. Right, but, but yeah, I get that. Okay, uh, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Rick. <laughs> He's going to defer to you. Uh, turns this is a hard question. I know, that's it, a hard it is. one. What, uh, you should have given us this earlier. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, in one word or just Well, what? no, no, just, yeah. yeah. For me, it's this. I, I Creative, came to me. Creatively, I would say. Talking to folks like you and hearing your stories. And stuff. I, I, really, <clears throat> yeah. I really like all that. Yeah. Uh, talk about the changes we've seen in technology Absolutely. and radio and television, yeah. both. Yeah. I used to have the the scripts in TV were done on six. There would be six of them, and that and the machine would type type it out, and we'd have to separate all six right. copies of the scripts. And the director would get one, and the anchor would have one. And oh yeah, I remember. You remember that? that? Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, and they would feed it through a thing that would be the teleprompter. That and that's what the prompter would. So many years was a long we worked, ago. Bill and and uh, the sportsman, uh, yeah, Chuck, Ch- Chuck uh, without a teleprompter. Right. We you just were just, looked up you were just and reading down. Your, yeah, just reading your script. Yeah, <laughs> just read. <laughs> yeah, we, we tried course, to have good eye contact. Yeah, radio is the same way, though. I mean, remember the grease pencil and oh, and the splicing you know, a little exacto uh, knife and you yeah, they, you splice young the people coming out and getting into radio now have no idea what splicing <laughs> tape is <laughs> or even what a card is yeah, oh yeah. or a bulk eraser or those yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah. okay so what turns you off creatively or emotionally or cell phones there you go that's yeah. a good one i've uh, back in my day a phone booth was my cell phone <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, I'd, I would have to go along with that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just think, kids nowadays never know the thrill of finding a quarter in the coin return. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a big deal. Yeah. That's right. It Open doesn't seem thing. like it wasn't that long ago. We didn't have I cell know. phones. That's yeah, right. It, it wasn't it that long. It really wasn't now that now long ago. Small computers now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what is your favorite sound since we're talking about hearing? Hearing, sound. Hmm, my favorite sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brenda, I can read lips. Music. Brenda says, music? my voice. Music. <laughs> I, I miss music. Yeah. Because it all. Sure. I, I don't hear music like everyone else anymore. I hear it in my mind. Right. And if it's an unusual, uh, non-familiar song, I can't it has understand no it. Yeah. It has to be an old favorite. Yeah. Yep, old favorites are good. What about you? You have a favorite sound? I, I just music in general. Yeah, uh, I like all of it. Yeah. Every every genre. You sing? I try not to, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, in the shower. Yeah, ah. <laughs> that's good. Well, what is your least favorite sound? Least favorite sound. The alarm clock. Okay. Yep. Crying. Yeah. Yep. What other profession would you have wanted to do? 
I was thinking about that earlier and wanting to say, and I didn't know how to bring it in. It's, it's difficult to say that I wouldn't change things, but I think I wouldn't change things. I think everything happened for a purpose, a reason. Yeah. And uh, I, I think God intended for me to be in broadcasting, mm-hmm. and uh, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, yeah, I could echo mm-hmm. everything you're saying. What about you? Rick? When I was in the second grade, um, my school took a field trip to a radio station, KSL ah, in Lebanon. There you go. And I saw that, and I said, that's what I want to do. Really? <laughs> and so I'm, yeah. I'm happy with how it turned out. You've got a great <laughs> voice, Rick. So do you. <laughs> and so do you, Ann. <laughs> well, what do you know you would not want to do professionally? Is there a job you're like, I would not want that one? Yeah. Anything else other than <laughs> radio, TV, I think, or podcast. Uh, um, anything physical. I'm not too yeah. physical. Yeah, there are people that work really hard out I would, there. I wouldn't mind being a cook. Oh, okay. I, I love to mm-hmm, cook, mm-hmm. as Brenda can attest. See, but food <laughs> service is one thing. I, I I never worked as a waitress, and I yeah. never had a desire to. So I think those those folks are, my hat's off to them. What about you, Rick? I wouldn't want to be president. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Especially right. not nowadays. Uh, not, not nowadays. Not okay, now. finally, what do you want to hear the Lord say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well done. I didn't expect to see you here. <laughs> uh, I don't I, believe that, that. That's a joke. I, I know it's I a joke. I hope he doesn't have to <laughs> no, say that. No, you, you, at, you know, like at some Kool-Aid. point there'll be the last rites Again, right. It's a point. I've been waiting for you, Ron. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I am just so delighted that we had a chance to be here and visit like this, and uh, hope Me you too. all enjoyed us as we did take that nice leisurely stroll down memory yes. lane. Um, treasured friends of mine, though, Rick May, Ron Hall. It's good to be with you. Good, good to, to be, be with you. you. Thank you for having us. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder.